welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about Love 101 Season 1 Episode 6, where my notes are actually the shortest they've ever been. I'm not really sure that anything happened, so I'm <laughs> looking forward to discussing that. I don't, I guess drinking with teacher is the only thing that happened to my mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> so many things happened. I don't know. I got no notes here. Nothing happened. We got, we got built up. And then we're going to get like smacked against a wall next episode for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I definitely see some tragedy coming our way. Also the very ominous announcement by older Ishik, like, oh, and it was the worst thing we could have done in our lives. Older Ishik um, has some issues, man. I would not want to be her friend. (laughs) I can't stand her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you only speak in like really lame mystical aphorisms. Oh, agreed. Yeah, th- that script writer needs to yeah amp it up. I'm not drinking any tea this morning. Are you guys tea? It's morning. It's actually morning. I'm having coffee. Yeah, like girl, there's a reason that table is empty. Wow. Nobody wants to hang out. <laughs> It's not oh even like it's not even like a little teen drama a teen trauma so thing that you're, that you're playing up. You're it's a morning person though, anyway. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I would love that. Hey, I'm I'm also kind of a morning person. I've just been staying up late watching Master. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Uh, That's good because I have so very ago. little to say about this I wake because my dog wakes me up at uh, how so I had breakfast <laughs> anyway. We um, could <laughs> so without further okay, ado, Sophia uh, is going to take us through true. the very few things that happened in the seventh. <laughs> this is my grand part of my grand scheme to dominate this episode while you guys are both drowsy. <laughs> Okay, so, so really just this my episode grand scheme starts off Sammy. with something that seems very unusual, which is Sinan and Eda having a conversation on his bench. And basically, he's kind of like saying, like, you know, I'm into Ishik, but like, she thinks I'm just like playing okay, with her says, and like being frame, an asshole, frame your shock uh, rather than recap, like actually Sophia. being sincere about <laughs> that I care about her and stuff. So our friend Eda's like, oh, just go ahead and kiss her, which um, I found questionable advice, but we can discuss about that later he like he also tells her to like or no no this is later on okay anyway that's that's where that scene ends so then we go back to our favorite may 19th performance rehearsal um and burju is like directing and there's like i don't know like people are like doing it half-assedly and she doesn't seem to be having it a little bit and like again our friend sinan like so he he's gonna try to be like more soft and like nice to ishik because like what that tells him is like you're an asshole to everyone so everyone just assumes that everything you say is you being an asshole so like if you want that to stop you need to be like nicer to other people and so of course like he he's holding this sign and he's like not holding it high enough so we're just like come on hold the sign higher and then he starts saying something really douchey I can't remember what it is but like he starts saying something really rude to a chick and she's like, okay, fine, whatever. Cause she's already like pretty upset at him. Like since a few episodes ago, 
so Edda's like looking at him like stop talking please stop talking and obviously he's like not understanding um that he needs to stop talking and so like then she's like let's go back okay like stop distracting everyone so then Burju goes to see Kemal because like he didn't show up for rehearsal and he's a co-project dude um he should be there but he's like no I'm busy whatever that means like I'll be there tomorrow whatever um and Burju kind of like apologizes to him like half-assedly too like I have to be honest she hasn't really apologized to him so I understand why he's like really upset and so she like storms off and of course red dress is waiting outside the door um because of course and she's like oh now I get it like you guys obviously aren't together because you're engaged so like put in a good word for me like you seem to be really good friends and of course Burju is like very into this guy and very emotional about everything regarding this guy because like just to, just she sees um red dress like insane like wanting to hit on him and that just like makes her sad I think she cries I'm not sure or maybe she just makes a crying face but does not cry but obviously she's very hung up on on Kemal and the next then we go to the next day with our wonderful friend Tunjai dropping her off at school um and Tunjai is kind of a hard head because he has not understood that like making business with people he finds on the street is a terrible idea like random people so he's just like dropping off Burju she she's like oh like yeah I'll see you later whatever and so this random dude on the cell phone is like yeah I need to sell this piece of land but they're trying to rip me off and like all this stuff and basically Tunjai's like his eyes are like money signs and he's like oh my god I need to talk to this guy <laughs> He's literally that. And so this guy's like, yeah, this happened, blah, blah, blah. Like, I need you to put, like, he needs him to put down money. I didn't really, I didn't quite understand why, but basically he needs to, like, Tunjai is going to give this dude money so they can make a good deal about selling this piece of land. Which, why would you need money to sell a piece of land? I don't know, but like, anyway. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like that emoji that's tongue out and dollar signs. <laughs> oh, he looks familiar. <laughs> oh, wait, but then Tunja is even dumber. Well, anyway. Oh God, Tunjai. Yeah, I didn't really follow that anyway, either. So I don't understand how then we see this guy go and talk to Osman, who obviously like hired him to do this scheme. Also, that, that guy and he's like, yeah, the we guy have him. The, we have him. Um, like, we're good. Cafeteria in the last um, episode. Which obviously, so that's why it, he was a guy hired Tunjai by Osman. Like, like, wait, you are you, do you really so not recognize me? And then and, the like, like, everyone's no, happy, and Eda's like listening to her music. You'll get to it, but it was obviously and Budak like walks up to her. Budak is this guy that like she kissed. In order to do yeah. that fight, like yeah, because Tunjai just ran into a guy who stood over. We know last just, episode yeah, or the one before Kidem <laughs> said, like, oh, you, like the coast is clear, you can go hit on her, which we knew was going to kind of upset her, but like, I don't know, we didn't know what was going to happen with that. So this guy's following her and he's like, yeah, I'm really into you, like, let's uh, hang out or something. And she's like, oh, but I'm Kidem and I are together. And the guy's like, no, Kidem told me, like, you're you, he, you broke up with him, whatever. So she's like, oh, I don't know if I want to go out with him. But then she like, for some reason, decides to go out with him, I guess, because she's thinking about making Kidem jealous is what I guess. 
And so then we see Sinan walk like he's in his house and somebody rings out. It's Eda. And she's like, okay, please like therapize me. Like you tell it like it is. So please just tell me it like it is so I can fix my life. Um, so of course, Sinan being Sinan, he goes a bit overboard. He's like, A, like your eating disorder, it's stupid. Well, not not like he's like, you have an eating disorder and like stop. You don't need to have an eating disorder. <laughs> and she's like, but like, I feel like I'm worthless if I gain weight and like this this whole societal thing. And like, okay, I'm just gonna say, like, obviously this is a conversation and it's important, but like I feel like the show just kind of like stuck it in. It seems like an after-school special kind of like conversations like stuck into two or three minutes of dialogue. Um, but anyway, we we have like now proof that Eda has an eating disorder and it seems to be kind of like, oh, it's a teen show. So we just have to give some positive message about what not to do when you're a teen or something. Um, but we can discuss that later. It's pretty wild given the other things that these teens are up to, <laughs> that this is what they want to give us take-home message about (laughs) well it might just be my speculation it might just be like oh let's add this plot to make it more interesting but it doesn't make sense to have this plot I don't know um and so then he also tells her like you're clearly into Kerem like stop pushing him away whatever um and then there's oh the drawing he's like oh you're not um like strong enough to tell your parents that you really want to be a graphic designer but like stop doing dumb shit like you don't want to be that mother like drawing in her ipad like in her notepad while she's taking care of the kids which is foreshadowing in my book since we know somebody has two kids and it's not a chick who would be the first choice in my book to have two kids and so like they have this conversation and of course sinan is like very hung up on the fact that um, our dear Ishik is not paying attention to him so he's gonna do whatever he can to like lure her and like how do you say that like court her and like have her uh, fall in love with him which we already know she is in love with him and I don't know if he knows that but like Ida knows that for sure so I guess that's why she's playing matchmaker and then we have our friend Tunjai at home with Bujrun he says like oh I just need to go for two week- two days to like fix something up Again, I don't understand why he has to go out of town to do this land deed thing. I guess maybe the the like land piece is in Chab Zone or something. The land. Oh. Oh. Urjo. So he's gonna stay in Istanbul, but he's just gonna pretend he's out of town for two days. But where's he going to stay? In a brothel, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did hear the word Chaushamba and I was like, okay, does it mean something different that I don't know? Because like, I obviously didn't understand the other words. No, no, it's in, it's in Chaushamba, which is in Fati. So it's, yeah. I think he's just like covering his, or he's like. Yeah, I've, I've been there. So that It's um, very like. Like religious, or not? Sorry, um, uh, Burjou doesn't know what he's up to. Like, yeah, I don't know how to. Yeah, say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we have yeah, or like sleep, try to con someone out of their home and then failing like, is asking. Oh wait, so Tunjai <laughs> says to Burjou, "Ideal like, outcome. You still have that money that we saved up for our wedding, right? Like you still have it where we left it." And she's like, "Yeah, sure." Of course, yeah, she doesn't it's, suspect it's, that uh, he's going to spend um, it a, on uh, this uh, deal. Mosque on the on the 
golden one. Yeah. Surreal. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, maybe she doesn't know, like, like his idiot self. Because, like, also they haven't lived in the city, well, like, recently. Yeah. Yeah. True. I'm 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 like more inclined towards the second option. It seems like it would make the most Which sense. like has this guy never but we will see. done a get rich Um so then we have adult Ishik drinking a glass of wine been um, by the boss for like a week and he's already that was the worst embarked on too. So <laughs> um in that tone okay. of voice of course. No, just kidding. But like it was so heavy-handed but we will see yeah i'm scared it depends, it depends really scared. how involved they were so when then they were the, the gang is back city, together they and they're like, like okay what are we know, gonna do kind of so they decide that and they are gonna go to burj's house in the afternoon to see how she's doing if she's sad about kemal but we find out it's burj's it's ishik's birthday party and she's like no but i don't want to miss my birthday party and they're like whatever just go like you'll go to your birthday party after about the show, I also think the afternoons and nights are like very long, as well as the or mornings the morning, that are extremely long. As we've discussed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so then I have no clue why this scene is here, but Nejdet like welcomes an old alum that donated this lab. My only guess is they're gonna like blow up the lab or something. Yeah, that's the same. <laughs> um so this guy's like clearly not pleased like he's like unhappy that he donated a lab i don't know i'm very confused about the whole situation itched it yeah okay <laughs> you're operating on a 40 yeah, hour day <laughs> so basically it is gonna name a lab after it. himself because he's niched it um which okay fine whatever um and then he bumps into the three guys osman sinan and kedem outside of the lab and he's like so soon i'm yeah, gonna be like 100 there's no other reason and, like, for that <laughs> this is typical like i'm a terrible horrible teacher banter thing that i hate and no he's just so not i don't think Bujo, he's impressed like he walks with, into the uh, office he shares the office with yeah Bujo, as we have <laughs> that was seen my, that was my previously and he's like wait i don't remember what he says in the office but um Bujo's, like really upset about everything because we know that she's not over kimal and she's just like brooding and sad so then Eda's like leaving the school and Burak uh comes in like I don't know what like he he like comes and talks to her and he's like okay let's go and like have dinner or whatever and Kedem's there and he's like yeah definitely like the the road is open whatever so they go to a oh and and he makes a very disparaging comment about her eating disorder he's like um whatever like just take her it'll be super cheap because she doesn't eat anyway which bad move obviously she gets super aggressive and says something shitty to him as well but i can't remember what it was um so they go to dinner in this passage and they like order some hot dogs or whatever and basically she rejects the guy she's like i really don't like you i don't want to be with you so like stop hitting on me and he does not take it well at all he's like fine like whatever i'll leave but you'll pay for this so he's clearly either gonna spread a rumor about her and like her being like sexually I, that's what my conjecture is that he's gonna spread a rumor about her being sexually active or something or like her being a whore or something horrible slut shamey like that because he seems to have that vibe 
and then we have the three guys talking on the steps and they're like all lovelorn as we know Sinan and Kerem are like super lovelorn which again makes me sad about Oswan not having a love interest I feel like he should have one But, like, also in this, like, stairs episode, he seemed to, like, actually be part of the conversation. Because usually when there's love stuff related, he's not usually part of the conversation. Which was surprising. I don't know. We will see what awaits him. So then, after that horrible date, Eda meets up with Ishik. And Ishik's, like, like, super happy. And Eda's, like, like, super sad. Relationship stuff. Yeah, I just had a really bad day. So they go to Burju's. And Burju's, like, wearing her, like, chill teacher at home clothes. Doesn't understand what a bralette coming out of her shirt. Which I feel like is something very now. Like, I didn't know that was a thing in the 90s. Or maybe it's, I don't know. Burju's style is very modern. This is a point I want to talk about. So they're like happily there and like they brought this baklava and whatever. And so then um, it does like just bring out the wine, like whatever. I'm like, I'm pissed off. Like Burju's clearly like really kind of sad and like she's brooding and like Kemal. And Ishik's just like, like she for some reason decides to drink on this occasion. In the back of my head, it was just like, oh, this birthday party. Oh no, (laughs) she's going to leave everyone waiting at her own (laughs) birthday party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. So, of course, they t- start talking about these uh, like super philosophical, like love things. I guess it's like a philosophical drunk conversation slash I feel like sober people wouldn't have this conversation, but like I don't know, nobody speaks like in 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 aphorism. It's like an aphorism conversation, I would say. Like everyone's like like love like if you don't respect the person like all this stuff but basically then, like but they say stuff this, that makes this shows concept of time like, was probably three crap, in the afternoon i'm not meant to be with tunja like tunja started, is the worst so like i clearly fine. don't want to be with him <laughs> like that seems to be the be the vibe and like also ishik is like i need to let my hair down like yolo like i'm wasting my youth like i really need to let loose and like do what i really want to do and then, like, the part of the conversation that concerns um, Eda is, like, oh, like, you need to think that you deserve things. Like, you can't just, like, this has been, like, a, it's something that Sinan also said to her. Like, she feels like she doesn't deserve love. She doesn't deserve her dream. She doesn't deserve, like, she doesn't respect her body in the sense that, like, she doesn't feel like she deserves food, I guess. As in, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but, like, that would be my, like, narrative strain for, for her, like, arc. And we're like, okay, you need to like embrace it and think that you do deserve things and like go for it, which of course means that she's going to go for our friend Kidim. So they decide that they're going to go to Sinan's house because uh, Buju wants to like, I don't know, like tell, no, not Buju, Ishik wants to tell her him how she feels. Oh, and also in a very teen show um, fashion, Buju's like, and this is so true also. <laughs> when you're you when you're a teen like you think when you're an adult you have everything figured out but like no you don't <laughs> which yes that should be something that they tell you much more when you're a kid because it's so true anyway so 
they get really drunk. They're like three bottles of wine in. So that means one bottle of wine each, which is a sizable amount of alcohol. Um, especially for Ishik who had like never drunk before um, or like never gotten drunk before, it seems. So they go to the bench and all the guys are there. And like, I feel like Ishik is about to like tell Sinan how she feels and they're, and then they're like, okay, let's get on the boat. So they get on a boat and Kerem is like superhuman. He rows really fast, it seems, because he's the only one rowing in a boat of like five people. They were moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're like drinking and like Eda and Ishik are super happy. Osman is taking a drink, which is something we hadn't seen before either. Um, and then we get a flashback to, well, a flash to Ishik's house, which is like very nicely decorated. Everyone's like so proper and well-dressed and she's not there. Um, and everyone's like, oh, where is she? There's this child who really wants to eat the birthday cake, but they're not going to be able to, it doesn't see. So like, it, like, it's like, they're about Ishik and Sinan are about to kiss. And then like, there's a horn and she falls off the boat um and he like jumps in the bosphorus to catch her and kiss her underwater like how did how they did not drown is a mystery to the world and so they like kiss underwater have this romantic underwater kiss and then a grown-up ishik is like drinking her wine and saying like i never celebrated my birthday again because this birth that makes me crazy (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with this girl? Because I learned that life isn't about special days. It's about like seizing the special moments or some stupid thing like that. And then something falls in the house. So I guess someone walked in. I thought like a part of a, the awning or something collapsed. I had no idea what that was. Yeah. <laughs> I think that someone walking in and like. And causing the house to partially break. collapse. Oh, I think it was just more house just randomly dying. Oh, but maybe yeah. who knows? So in the meantime, while these lovebirds are underwater, and I'm sure they think they've drowned, Ed uh, decides to tell Kerem, like, you know, you're the one. You've always been the one. Whatever, like, very um, rom-com. But these things get me every time. I'm always like, no. Next episode, I'm gonna die inside a little bit. And so <laughs> we have like them being together and being super happy and then oh also I forgot to say this but when Eda and Ishik leave Burju's house Eda's like oh wait give me a second and she opens her bag and takes out Kiman's jacket so she's like here take it like give it back to Kiman for us (laughs) which I mean and so Burju is three bottles of wine in she has the jacket. She has an excuse. She smells the jacket and she's like, I'm going to call him on whatever. She like finds his name on the list, like the teacher phone tree, I guess. Like they have the numbers for all the other teachers. And then there's, uh, of course, Sinan and Ishik are like really soaked because they fell in the bosphorus. Uh, but it seems like they're going to have a romantic evening. And Osman's like, he's like, oh, okay. Um, where are Kerem and Eda? And they're like, oh, we don't know, like somewhere. He's like, okay, I'm going to leave. Bye. And so then we get a passionate makeout scene from Eda and Kerem. 
And that's when I know that next episode is just going to be heartbreak and horrible. And I'm very scared. Yeah, I'm excited to predict all of the things that are going to go wrong next episode. I don't want (laughs) it to go wrong. So now we're just going to move straight into our gossip slash banter slash spilling Esgi's two hours ago tea section. (laughs) I wanted more Osman revenge action in this episode and we only got the beginning thread of that. So I hope next episode is when everything goes wrong for TJ. Because that was going to be really fun. (laughs) Great point. Because I'm excited about this plot. Like that seems good. Although we definitely have to talk about the fact that they're going to screw over Borju's life savings as well, which yeah. is a problem. Oh. Yeah. That is sad. That's true. But I wanted more petty revenge, you know, like someone like dumping a bucket of water. But you know what? What, what I'm thinking is that the, I don't think this plot of land is real. I think Osman's going to make it look like it's real, but it's not actually a thing. So my guess is that because he asked his father at the end of the last episode, if they knew anyone at the, um, you know, land registry. land registry office or whatever in Trabzon. My guess is that he's gonna pay someone off, or they're gonna make it look like he's paying, he's getting paid off, or he's paying someone. It's, I feel like they're just gonna my, the way I would do it, appearance uh, of corruption, and then get him fired from his actual job. But you're right, and then that way, Burj's life savings also wouldn't uh, get tanked. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, that's good. Good point. But also the show is telling us that that revenge scheme is going to bring down the whole friend group. Like, it seems like that's what it's saying. So that scares um, me. You think that's the problem? Well, that, she says it like right after that scene. Ishik's like, and that decision <laughs> changed our lives. It was hard to pinpoint what she was referring to. Everything was very vague and ominous. Also, her... Also, those wine glasses at that on that table that she's sitting alone at, they had so many fingerprints on them. I was so bothered by that. I was like, can we please just like... Oh, oh no, no, really? Yeah, I mean, horrible. like IRL, obviously, like that would happen. But like, if you're on a... Sh- if you're filming a show and you know the sun's going to hit them like that, like, I don't know, props people. Or did they hire the same people from The Protector? She's also... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they hired the worst of The Protector people. <laughs> For the Ishik Yes. <laughs> the tough She's also like idea. literally doing nothing, just like thinking morose thoughts and drinking her wine. She could take out a rag <laughs> a and house like, spit things up, you know? The She's ha- been waiting the house there for on six the verge hours. Of collapse too behind her because like, it's been so long. She's probably been there for like a year. It's it's been rotting. <laughs> <Behind> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like like in my notes, it literally says like Osman, don't get in trouble over Tunja. Like it's not worth it. Because it seems like what he's, like, trying to do is, like, really, like, I mean, like, big time stuff. It's not, like, a schoolyard prank. It's, like, actual, like, illegal <laughs> business. I mean, stuff. that's his whole shtick is, like, going big, like, with the right. concert tickets and the, <laughs> and the cafeteria operation. I feel like he doesn't run small cons. True, true. I do feel like Oswan is not going to be the the hinge that turns everything bad like he's not just Mm. not a major enough character like we don't know enough about him so 
as much as I'm excited for the revenge scheme, I don't think that that's what Ashok is referring to. Okay. Yeah, I think you guys are now all in the camp, in my camp of like Osman being your favorite character. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't say that. Sophia's like, I give myself credit. Thank you. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> fine, fine. I still let, like, of course, I'm rooting for the couples, but like Osman. I, just, I, I wanted know, to I'm stop being the fifth too. wheel. Like, I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Yeah, either I want him, I want a clearer understanding of like they haven't said one way or another. Is he just like too busy for love and like he has no interest in that, or yeah. like it just right now it just seems like they're not paying him enough attention, and that's why he's yeah. fifth wheeling. True. True. Also, I'm very scared about Burak, what Burak is gonna do to Eda. Yeah, he seems that was like scary. a horrible person. Yeah. And I am very scared because he's probably like, going to do something shitty. They broke up during their first date. Like, why is he so pissed? You know? He... Like, I, I, I yeah. agree. I think Eda is a horrible person. So I personally agree with him. But he's taking this way too seriously. It's high yeah. school. And he's taking her on their first date. He doesn't even pay for the food. You're fine. Yep. I mean, he thought that they were... F- he thought that there were more real feelings there and like yeah. to your point of course he's taking it way too far and blowing away out of proportion but i think in his mind it was a, a relationship that was further along than um the reality yeah so this was probably like not yeah. the first date in his mind his first yeah. their first day was probably when she like first like looked at him <laughs> on the playground yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i i like i don't know i like i don't hate it like i feel like they're doing a, like a big job to like kind of explain where she's coming from and, like maybe i'm too easy to convince and like i'm buying it and i'm like okay like she clearly has issues and like she doesn't deserve like this asshole and like kerem is also kind of like forcing her like to either be with him or be with Burak because he goes to Burak and is like the coast is clear like go hit on her you know like he could have just been quiet and not said anything but like just to spite her I guess he like went and told the other guy to date her which unnecessary Mm -hmm. and like of course she's like yeah that's true she's like trying to play mind games obviously with Kerem and like she does go on the date to play mind games with Kerem but like at the same time, like, she really doesn't feel she deserves him or, like, is scared to be with him or whatever. Um, unnecessary to play games, but, like, I don't know. I kind of understand her to some degree. I want more family insights from her because yeah. at this point, I think it's clear what all of her baggage, like, we don't know where the baggage comes from, but we know how it's manifesting in her behavior and her um eating disorder and all this stuff but we really don't have any context for it so she seems Mm. like a still seems pretty stereotypic like the stereotypical problem child teenager where you know what what what's the root cause there um they haven't shown us i wish i mean i'm i'm a little bit worried because we only have two episodes left in this season how much backstory they'll provide because I think for me to continue to be invested in all of them, I need to know a little bit more about really all of them. I mean, Sinan, I think we understand, but the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah, I want to find out about, like, Kidim's mobster family. Yes. I'm very curious about Osman <laughs> and his parents. Like, what's the deal there? Um, yeah, and I really, like, every episode, I like teenage Ishik more and more. So, like, 
every episode I dislike her adult self more because she just seems really obnoxious. Like I can't stand her. <laughs> I liked Ishik a lot more before this episode. I feel like ditching this nice birthday party that your parents set up for you is that was really the, a shitty I would like to, to I know it's early I want to nominate that birthday party as the sultan of success for this episode it was <laughs> gorgeous that cake looks so good yeah yeah but Sammy at the same time I feel like I don't know like you're she's a teenager like she has like no life experience like she has her friends but like they're as like dainty if that's the word that's the word I decide to use as her bells, that's what like, you're trying to say no, okay <laughs> <laughs> they're other nerds <laughs> just kidding um but like I I don't know I don't I don't hold it against her like she's she, for I feel like for the first time she feels like part of a group of friends like she for the first time she wants to do like teenage stuff and like drink and stuff like that's fine like come on she's a teenager like when else is she going to be able to do that <laughs> She just picked the worst group of friends possible to bond with because these assholes are going to drag her down every Aww, day. Of the week. But they care about her. Barely. No, they do care about her. Like, Eda very clearly cares about her. Like, even Kedem, like, defends her when Sinan's in that. No, they care about her, Sammy. I don't know. I am invested and, in And Osman, as the bestest character on this show, cares about her the most. That's what Sophia would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Sophia is saying. He gave her a hazelnut, therefore yes. he will die for her. Hazelnut, is the, everything is in the hazelnut. <laughs> no, but I, I really do think that um, Kenem like genuinely cares about her, and um, as does Edda. Like I do think that both of them are like trying to like protect her and like root for her, and like I don't know. I definitely feel them supporting her. Did y'all catch the um, cat that was just walking around inside the school in that one scene? Like, oh, it was like the <laughs> no, most. I was I like, if like for a random like person who doesn't know anything about Turkey who just found the show on Netflix, I bet that was so confusing. They were probably like, does the school just have a cat? <laughs> but <laughs> we should do a Istanbul street animal yes, history. Yes, yes, we should because the street spills over into a. Uh, buildings <laughs> super frequently oh my god the cats at the college we went to were such fucking menaces we couldn't it even fill ridiculous. out our registration the dogs forms were adorable <laughs> and so sweet and would walk us everywhere and the cats were just assholes like <laughs> this one cat joe i hope you're still listening <laughs> to the podcast this one cat sat on his like registration form or like homework or something that he was filling out put its dirty ass on his papers and then stared him straight in the face and sneezed on his face. It was so disgusting. There was spittle, cat spittle everywhere. I have to say that's definitely not the grossest cat story in my book. What's the, yikes, what's the grossest? <laughs> Remember in the cafeteria at the school, there there was this, uh, well, first of all, the cafeteria was indoors, but there were always Wait, cats. Yeah, it doesn't matter in Istanbul. <laughs> it doesn't matter and there was this cat that only had one eye and it would get on the tables and eat your food if you weren't there yeah it learned yeah. it was so fucking crafty it learned that it, it stuck its face in your yes. food you would throw it out 
So it would jump on the table and try to corrupt your food yep. as fast yep. as possible so that you would throw it out and yep. it could eat the whole mm-hmm. thing. That's definitely the grossest. The grossest, the grossest not personally experienced cat story that I have, but my mom personally experienced this was, so she was on, she lived, she went to uh, Blasiche as an undergrad. And by the way, for our listeners, Blasiche is, is the university that's very much still in the news for student protests. So I think this podcast stands in solidarity with the students. But anyway, um, in, the, Definitely. in the better old days, let's say, at least uh, in terms of uh, freedom of speech, et cetera, and, and peace in the country, my mom was an undergrad student there. Uh, my mom and dad both, but my mom lived on the south campus which is like the main campus uh in one of the dorms right on the main quad of this university so cat city like cats everywhere and even even in the um late 80s and a cat that uh looked not pregnant was evidently extremely pregnant and just gave gave birth on her bed (laughs) in her bed (laughs) (gasps) oh no that is so traumatizing yes yes so that's what i mean yes the food thing was awful i also experienced this the same one-eyed cat uh ruining a couple meals but i mean at least i wasn't nothing (laughs) the one-eyed cat pirates (laughs) (laughs) no one they were super aggressive like they wouldn't get off the table they would like not leave they would just they were aggressive no you'd have to physically like push them off and they were street cats so you never knew what was gonna happen yeah you didn't really want to go that route if you could if you unless you had like i don't know yeah. a puffy jacket on or something to protect you in case <laughs> of an adverse reaction mostly i feel like we just got up and left and yes. like ate our food while walking to avoid the cat pirates no and the, the other one that was terrible was when you ate outside and like all the dogs and cats came and they then they fought <laughs> like about who was gonna eat your food oh i can't yep I do not. wild okay we got the uh 20 year pledge to meet again yep. from Ashuk. um i feel like no one else agreed to this they were all pledge. also quite intoxicated when Ashuk de- proclaimed this right anniversary meeting which apparently she didn't right. forget about and she's uh sitting by herself because she made the announcement when everyone was drunk on a boat <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Ashuk's hairdo at the beginning of the episode, I really loved. I don't know if you guys caught it, but it was like a like a fishtail on the top oh, of her head, fishtail it. braid, and then like ponytail. Mm-hmm. It was really pretty. She's getting better at doing her hair. Yeah, she's got a kind of a, a boy toy now. I mean, that's not why, because at the start of the episode, she didn't, you know, they <laughs> they were rude. Well, he was rude to her, but anyway. <laughs> What can we talk about the like count the not the calendar but the clock that's in operation on this show? I know we alluded to it, but like, how are all these things happening within the same day? Yeah, for probably that boat ride was like at seven p.m. and the boat thing was pitch black. It was so dark. (laughs) Yeah, and they're also wearing like summer clothes, so it's clearly not like a winter summer thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm very confused about the timeline on the show. As we've mentioned previously, like not only do the morning seem like eternal, the nights, like that concert, for example, we talked about it. And like I explained it because I had to explain it in my brain or I was going to go insane. But like (laughs) it's just getting unexplainable and unexplained. Because they had to, they had to. I mean, it's the same thing. Like when they're drinking at Borju's house, like that seems 
like an event that at least lasted like five yeah, hours. Three bottles of wine. Because it's a bottle of wine yeah. each. And they're like, not, it's not like a party, party, drink, drink. It's like very slow, like yeah. chatting and. Yeah. Getting yeah. more and more nonsensical in your philosophical musings as you get deeper in the wine, which is right. classic, um, especially for teenage drinkers. But um, yeah, I was like, I agree with you. Like, you know, a significant chunk of time there. It was already dark, I think, when they, at least for part of it. It was dark when Tunjai left for yeah. his get rich quick scheme, which was at least an hour before Eva and wow. Ashok show up. Wow. So <laughs> it was like 8 p.m. when he left. And then it was, well, okay, let's assume it's like winter despite all the summer clothes, I guess. Yes. And <laughs> say it was like 5 p.m. when he left and she got home from work. And then they come at 6 p.m. and then they spend five hours drinking so it's 11 I guess that makes sense and then they go and drunkenly boat around at like but you think all those little kids and stuff those those people would all still be sitting at Ashik's house like that yeah oh that's a good point actually they're all still waiting at her birthday party and I feel like for like like those people would leave start leaving at like nine yeah yeah because there's there's like a little kid there and stuff at least one little kid maybe multiple yeah anyway (laughs) <laughs> very confusing also i i just thought the i mean we can, I'll, I'll save this for the what the fucks um, for more detail but like the whole sinan like therapy that eda sought out like why would you talk to that guy about <laughs> your issue when it's him like he has so many problems i feel like she just does not handle them well. she wanted to make herself feel better so she went to like the most fucked up person she knew that's my uncharitable mm. interpretation because i really don't like her and then he gave her a really uh, blunt assessment of the situation. She gave her good advice. No, I think she wanted, she she went because she wanted someone re- really blunt to tell her what's wrong with her. Like, that's what she was looking for. Um, and then, I don't know if it was for, like, a, a like a, I want to change reason or if it was, like, a, I want to feel like shit because I'm worthless and I'll just, I just need people to reaffirm my worthlessness. I don't know. Could be either. He gave her good advice, though. Yeah. All his philosophy books are amounting up to something. I do feel like we've talked a lot about Sinan's drinking problem. I feel like Eda also has a drinking problem. Mm. She drinks, like, at least every day, like, a lot of beer. And also, I know this is not how eating disorders work, but, like, if she really wanted to be skinny, maybe just, like, cut out the beer and start eating food. But, um... But it... It could just be that she drinks so she doesn't get hungry. Does that work? Because drinking makes me hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. But for, I think for some people it works. And like some people do it with like harder drugs. Um, but f- like it, they haven't shown her doing harder drugs. But beer fills you up. Like I don't get hungry when I drink a beer. My stomach oh, hurts. I get, I get hungry. I, get, I, yeah. I want some French I, I want fries. greasy food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always want That's French true. fries. <laughs> um, I also still haven't been able to discern, like, tell the difference between what kinds of things these kids are drinking. Like, I just assume everything's beer, but like, maybe some of it's. I think we talked about this before. Maybe some of it's like soda that doesn't exist anymore, and so the mm. cans look different. But 
to me whenever they're consuming any liquid i assume it has alcohol in it which would mean that they're constantly drinking i think that's a fair (laughs) assumption yeah 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 like what they were drinking when Eda and Sinan were talking, like she was drinking something in a bottle, and I think he was drinking out of a can. She was drinking whiskey, although it seems like or something like that. No, but they—that's what they were drinking yeah. on the boat. What? But I'm talking about before when it was just Sinan and Eda. Oh. She was like chugging down some carbonated yeah. drink. It she seemed. was chugging beer at like eight in the morning. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. No, not in the morning. It was at it night. Was it night? was a bottle, whatever it was. Yeah, whenever it was, yeah. it was a bottle. It looked like beer. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So confused about timing. <laughs> but it, it does seem like Sinan has stopped drinking. So maybe what he was drinking was not alcohol. I don't know. Until they show him with a glass of damn milk. I'm not going to believe that it's anything <laughs> but alcohol. <laughs> even, if, even if it's a glass of water, I'd be like, he's having a a giant glass of vodka that's this is a new <laughs> a new like concerning development <laughs> but if it looks like milk it could be raka because it's the same I mean, color. like it's got to be like very very um opaque white uh frothy and it just really needs to be very convincing milk for me or iron or iron yeah. for me to not assume cup. it's also raka. yeah <laughs> like the plastic cups yeah, yeah. with the peel off so you know nothing's been added yes <laughs> No spiked Ida. <laughs> um, did you guys notice? I'm pretty sure that the very failed Eda and Burak date was in the same gallery where Hakan's dad died. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I think. I think it's the same passage. Yeah, I think it's the Chichik passage. <laughs> I kept waiting for like a bunch of dudes in black, head to toe, to start shooting. <laughs> Instead, Eda just like cussed out everyone around her. Ugh, she's so unpleasant. Scene. She should have just left, honestly. Like, that's the most awkward yeah. thing. Ever. Uh, she did. I mean, they didn't show her eating the food. Which also, Esgi, oh, in, like- in the subtitles, they said hot dog. Is that place really serving hot dogs? No. He said those seeds. He said like sausage in French. Or, like, um, something that sounded like yeah. Sausage. When so- when Sophia said hot dog in her recap, I was very surprised. I don't think yeah, he, that's what they I subtitled mean, it. It was like, can we get two hot dogs and some French fries? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No, it was like it was like a it was like a, it was something traditional. It wasn't like it wasn't or something dogs. like that. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it didn't <laughs> it didn't even stand out to me as like what a weird like place to have in this place. Like it. <laughs> It made I don't know I don't know yeah maybe I'll yeah I was like I was like I don't think passages serve (laughs) hot dogs like that doesn't seem like but he did I I swear I heard the word like sausage or like sausage it might have been like some kind of dish like with uh well sujuk is more common than like sausage would still be weird but sujuk is like a kind of sausage it's like spiced sausage like that would make a little bit more sense but I need to, yeah. If I if I remember, I'll go back and watch that scene because it was <laughs> it, it wasn't that weird. It wasn't it was a like hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. Do you guys think that Borju is going to show up at Kamal's house and red dress is going to be there? Ooh. Oh no. I hadn't thought about that. I just feel like the next episode is going to be like titled like tragedy or something, and everything is going to go wrong. Yeah, that could be something that For goes sure. wrong. I didn't think about that. Red dress is like so just one dimensional and annoying. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Put that good word for me. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, you're, you work with him. This is so inappropriate. 
I mean, Burja's situation is also inappropriate, you know, by the same token, but what like, is she doing drinking with the students? She's like the most prim teacher. I guess she's having like a bit of a life crisis. And yeah, but she was so down. But where to are her girlfriends? Grab the wine. She should have girlfriends to drink with, not students. In Trabzon and Red Dress. Red Dress. Red dress. No, definitely not a good idea. Yeah, but that was just like, and, and how quickly she was like, yeah, let me just bring some bottles of wine. She was desperate. Ashuk has never celebrated her birthday again. That was the most fucking bullshit, like, deep. Yeah, what does that even mean? Uh, like- God, I just adult Ashuk is the literally the worst like I don't understand does that mean like she never like got together with people or has that just been like a black day for her since uh her <laughs> since her parents disowned her for missing her birthday party and now she's never celebrated her birthday again I mean it was a nice ass birthday party <laughs> pretty rude of her. I don't know what could happen oh god her parents should like do instigate like a straight lockdown for her like, yeah, I'm expecting an inter- I'm expecting her to come home to the birthday party having been repurposed as an intervention with all of those relatives yeah. and stuff standing in a circle yeah. like a spotlight on her. And I think it's a good <laughs> idea. I think she should be never allowed to hang out with these people again because clearly she turns out to be a miserable adult. Yeah, that's true. They're gonna they're gonna definitely drag her down, and none of them seem to be happy or sultans of success no. either. So. Yeah, that lab is totally going to blow up next episode. <laughs> that was so Completely random. Happening. There's, It was so, exactly, it was too random. Like, it's, and Nejda was in a good mood because of it. And also because the year is coming to an end and we're just going to leave, yada, yada, yada. But I think, uh, I think at least at school there, the gang's low point is going to be something with that lab. And then maybe also like their blossoming relationships will start to fray as a result my prediction very vague but i think something like that'll happen good prediction i have a theory Um, from this episode that i am not sure i fully believe but i kind of it kind of like sparked me and i was like "Mm, maybe i'm supposed to think this but uh do you think eva is maybe the one who dies like i know we have the montage stupid montage of the adults and like there was definitely someone with painted nails taking care of children but I just felt like, I don't know. I felt vibes, death vibes. Hmm. It's hard to like that person in those shots was so like, there were so many visual hints of femininity. Yeah. I mean, it could be like one of the men's significant other or I don't know. I don't think they're going to do anything. um, That tricky. Modern with, uh, you know, gender identity. No, no, they can't. <laughs> so they cannot. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think they're all gonna like definitely fall apart in their lives, but I feel like she's probably the. It was probably Eda in the in that domestic scene. I just want everyone to be happy. Like, I like a happy ending. Maybe we should stop watching here and just end the show. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Declare it over. Yeah. All threads have been loose ends have been tied <laughs> wait could it could it be that Ishik is the housewife no because she still... received the person receives a letter from Ishik unless Ishik is so weird now that she's sending letters <laughs> to herself which I wouldn't put past her. <laughs> oh my god yeah that's what I mean I that's what I, I'm guessing I don't know <laughs> maybe 
should we talk about how modern the styles are <laughs> like i know we talked yeah, about I'm it before super, that i'm super confused about it too that 90s styles are like kind of back in fashion now so it's a little bit makes sense but i just don't feel like they're hitting the retro styling of the show like they've got Edna in one of those plastic collars but that's it yeah like Edna looks super modern no, but I, I think Burju looks super modern it does the it is the one that has the most 90s look for like yeah. by far like her she's wearing like biker shorts and the plaid jackets and the like knee-high socks and and I think she's and the like Chuck uh, what's what are the like the converse mm-hmm. yeah chuck taylor's um the guys are just like whatever yeah. like they just look like whatever can't like uh Kimala just looks like whatever but not yeah i feel like it would look a little bit different in the 90s but i don't know how yeah the i mean the the dark jeans i feel like weren't a big thing in the 90s but i was very young so i don't know <laughs> Um, and the cut of the jeans also. I think it's too tight. Yeah, it's for straight leg. Like and I 90s. feel like it would be more boot cut or like flared. And then Borju wears like very modern, like a bunch of like silk trousers and blouses and stuff. No, but I think silk trousers were very 90s. Like I'm sure I haven't watched Working Girl in a while, but I feel like that's what they were to work. <laughs> And Red Dress wears, like, these little dresses that are very, like, 90s Dawson's Creek gen would wear. Um, I don't know. I'm not convinced that these are authentic 90s costumes. Yeah, I feel point. like, I mean, for, what, what's this show with um, Carrie Washington? Scandal? And I forget who. No, no, no. Like, it's it's on. Little Fires Everywhere? Yeah, yeah. So that's supposed to, Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, that's supposed to be like, I mean, that was branded as like a period piece because it takes place in the 90s and now the 90s are like old enough to like count as a period <laughs> piece at time frame. And they're like, their outfits and everything are so like aggressively 90s. Like you just look at it and you're like, this takes place in the 90s. And I don't know if that's like in the US, it was more like apparent. Um, but I feel like young people everywhere dress like very much with the era. Mm-hmm. So I just, just, I just forget that this show takes place in 98 um, until there's a situation where like having a, a smartphone would like make their lives so much easier and they don't have it for obvious reasons. But I almost feel like if they forgot and just like showed them holding a smartphone, I wouldn't even yeah, think I, it was weird. Yeah, I agree. I have to like actively remind myself that this is not happening right now. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think definitely the vibe, especially like how... They just like all randomly meet up without having a cell phone to be like, hey, I'm here or whatever. Yeah, how did, um, how did anyone meet up and like, especially people living in big cities, like, yeah, incredible. Yeah, I think I, I agree that Burju's outfits, like, for example, that uh, like burgundy dress that she's wearing with the cardigan also doesn't feel very 90s. And definitely the bralette with the loose yeah, fitting shirt. Yeah definitely does not feel 90s at all and also what what's the point of setting this in the 90s just so they'd have this 20 year jump that would oh, put us in the modern day oh okay yeah good point because they didn't want to do some sort of jetsons shit for the shook part <laughs> although yeah. i mean if she <laughs> never if she never leaves the house then like who knows what era it is it's just tupperware yes. that's gonna give her away <laughs> she seems like the type who would uh 
try to have a jetpack, but not use it well. Just my <laughs> adult Ashik just doesn't seem like she would have finesse with a jetpack. No, she so would she would stare at it in the store and then she would like look off into the distance and be like, <laughs> humans should keep their feet upon the ground. Yeah. We were about to learn that. what will happen yeah. when you take them off of it. <laughs> Some <laughs> bullshit like that. Yeah. Okay, I see it now. This podcast becomes fanfic. So <laughs> it's just so fresh that 20 years even later. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> see, lots of stuff happened. Look at this. This is a long discussion, <laughs> a long dissection of things. So today for our history section, we're just going to chat about the long history of inappropriate teacher-student relationships in film and television. And um, I did a little bit of research on just like shows that had teacher-student relationships. And apparently literally every teen drama you can think of has had this trope, which is wild given how inappropriate mm-hmm. it is. So yikes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, the first bad teacher that comes to mind, I think just because of like recent memes and stuff, I never watched Glee, I never got into it. But like recently with all the terrible things that happened <laughs> oh to people who've been on that show. Wild, the curse. I feel like, yeah, I feel like uh, like memes about like people being like, oh, I love that show. But Mr. What's his name? Mr. Schuster? The, yeah. The- yeah, Mr. Schuster. He's- and his wife was worse. Yeah, like he's just like the most like I mean self-centered, terrible teacher, just like completely serving his own agenda. So that was like the first person that came to my mind. He's not really it's not like in the same category of like Bourjo drinking with her students. It's like a different uh whole class of, you know, uh inappropriate behavior, but like yeah, he was like a main he was like one of the few main characters on on that show and uh he was just setting a terrible example in every episode. <laughs> Um, but besides him, every other teacher that I could think of uh, or found online was basically in a sexual relationship yeah. with their students. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I know, Sophia, you watch Skins, right? I never watched that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that came up. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, yeah, they, yeah, one of the, Chris went in the first, um, like, group, because Skins has, like, three groups of kids. And the first group, like, one of the of the kids who also like his parents like literally abandon him like they leave him a wad of cash and they like, never come back like literally okay <laughs> noted <laughs> and he he thinks that they're gonna come back but they don't actually like his mom's like yeah uh, and his dad i think remarries like his parents get a divorce and then his mom just like leaves him and so he doesn't realize that it's a long-term thing so he spends all the money and like parties and oh, stuff God. and then he's like wow yeah, it's it's fucked up. And then somebody like like takes over his house, which is the last thing that he has left. Yeah, it's it's a sad. Well, I'm not I'm not even gonna tell you how he dies, but it's a very very <laughs> sad. Um, Spoiler story. alert! <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad. Um, anyways, sorry. Long story short, he, yeah, he has a sexual relationship with his teacher like in the midst of all these things like and she goes to a party like a really crazy party he has with all this money um and she goes and like has sex with him in his house in this party which is crazy and he like there for some reason there's like showers in the school and the teachers shower in the school in these like teacher showers 
and he like walks in and, and like sees her naked and like that's how their story starts it's it's really oh god um, wow there's a reason i couldn't watch that um, show <laughs> it's a very good show i have to, like it's i really like it it's really fucked up but I enjoy it. I don't know why. I don't know um, if if our listeners remember, but they tried to make a U.S. version of Skins, and oh, they yeah. immediately so got sued for child pornography, and it was a giant disaster because it's way too <laughs> raunchy for the puritanical Americans. Yeah. Oh, but also in in that show, then there's another horrible. There's a Ned like character, and his last name is Blood, and he wants to kick the kids out of school. Wow. And then. Yeah, and then his daughter dies. So yeah, it's it's a sad, sad show. Somebody dies in every like like a main character dies in every set of teens. So it's really heartbreaking. That's where we're heading. Um, in for, our show. Uh, yeah, here's hoping. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get quite that dark, but it looks like it might <laughs> get close. <laughs> and well, also I mentioned Dawson's Creek earlier, yeah. and Dawson's Creek also God, uh, Pacey <laughs> sleeps with I think Mrs. Jacobs is the name of it of the. Of the teacher uh, that yes, he has a yes, relationship yes, yes. with, Mrs. Jacobs. Yep. Um, and then I think also Dawson's mom marries one of his teachers. I feel like that's a very common trope. A parent, like in Princess Diaries, it happens too. Like a parent marrying yeah, the teacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I also feel would be very weird. There just aren't enough adults like written into the script, so they're like, okay, well, these grown <laughs> people need to yeah. start fucking. So that's true. <laughs> And then, of course, there's our favorite Ferris Bueller's Days Off <laughs> principal who, like, goes to his house to see if he's actually sick. Yes. I also haven't watched this show, but Pretty Little Liars. Oh, I did watch that. That's a, hor- a really bad show. <laughs> like, very, very bad. And yes, also, that like, one of the girls has sex with the teacher, like, before they know that he's her teacher. Like, they just meet up at a bar and she, like, hooks up with him <laughs> in the bathroom. And then the next day is the first day of school and she realizes it's her <laughs> Oh my god. They copied that from Grey's Anatomy, but it was less inappropriate because they were all adults. Yeah. This uh, BuzzFeed list I'm looking at of the history of, or sorry, the worst TV teachers of all time. So number nine is a character from Teen Wolf who is not only in a relationship, I think, with a student, but has also been serial killing her students. So that's pretty next level. Wow. Um, I guess I missed, of- I watched that show, but I guess I didn't watch that season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know I mean, that seems like you would remember yeah, uh, i think coach. i would remember <laughs> one tree hill which i feel like i watched i guess i watched like four seasons and there's like 10 but apparently it happens there with brooke oh yeah 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 That's, i similarly watched it when it was like in the original years and then only spotty uh spotty coverage on my part after that yeah. but that does sound familiar and then i think i did the same thing with the oc because apparently there's a teacher that they're sleeping with there too <laughs> sammy does not have a good track track record with teen drama i don't know i just like the first couple <laughs> seasons and then they get like they run out of ideas and things get weird <laughs> she's like I'm, I'm too mature now so <laughs> no definitely not move on to more adult material <laughs> buffy the vampire slayer apparently there's a teacher that sleeps with people oh it says i think it called well there's a really scary uh photo of her in this uh buzzfeed article where it looks like she's about to do like an exorcist head spin the teacher i don't know maybe she's just like looking back weird but it says uh she was a giant praying mantis who bit the heads off of men so 
I hope uh, I hope that's a metaphor. And that's that awesome. <laughs> not a metaphor, definitely not. Well, no, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy if like she. Well, here's what I mean. Like that's that's dope that she's like biting men's heads off. But like, is she literally manifesting as a giant praying mantis? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I am not sure how that works. Boy meets world, which I thought was like a Disney show. I thought Mr. Feeney was a good teacher. Feeny, like the most. I thought he was helpful. Is he not? I don't know. I never watched that show. I thought he was supportive of like all the, I mean, like what's his face? He was like a mentor. Yeah, Corey would do like nonsense, but like he would be like, well, Corey, and then like give him a life lesson. That's what I thought. I don't know. Apparently there's some creepiness happening. <laughs> uh, apparently friends did it twice. Oh, Ross just like slept with yeah, at least one Ross, student. Yeah. <laughs> Ross just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh the one that i the one that like impacted me most was the legally blonde one where the professor like tries to feel her up in order for her to get oh yeah that, like internship or whatever that was horrible mm-hmm. and like very realistic i feel like so go l woods for slapping him down yes yeah. There's also so many tropes where the female lead marries the college professor and not like, not only tropes, it's like in real life, it happens a lot. Like I was, I don't know if you guys have seen Firefly Lane. It's like a new Netflix show, but like one of the main characters like has an on and off relationship for like 20 years with her college professor Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Apparently there's a new HBO miniseries called A Teacher that's like yeah. about a really bad teacher who <laughs> like not but like a serious thing who like I guess corrupts her students I don't really understand but it's Kate Mara Ooh, and there's also AP bio if you guys have seen it it's this guy who's like a Harvard professor but then like he beats up like another like older professor well the older professor I think beats him <laughs> up and he gets fired from Harvard and like he has like becomes an, a high school teacher in his old high school so he's terrible and then he sleeps with people no no they're well the kids look actually like kids and this guy looks actually old so it'd be really bad if he slept with a student he does try to hit on the student's mother though that's okay creepy but okay i don't remember any instances of teachers just like drinking with their students although i'm sure it's happened but like in such like a oh let's just have like a girls night casual atmosphere I feel like it would never happen yeah I feel like that would never just fly like that would just get shot down like this for some reason the I mean okay this like sex is obviously wildly inappropriate too but like doing that in the moment I I feel like you could like get the logic there but then like in what world would a couple students just show up to their American (laughs) teacher's place knowing especially how uh old the drinking age is here it's way outside the parameters of high school years. Um, yeah. So yeah, crazy. It's crazy that that's a bigger mental leap for us. So that shows again how yeah. weirdly sheltered American culture. So <laughs> the Puritans the really ways. fucked us up, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be a history section at some point, I guess. Yes. Well, I think I think uh, I'm stealing the sentence from you from a few years ago, Sammy. But uh, America, literally the only country where you can point to at least some of its original uh, European settlers 
coming over because Europe wasn't religious enough. Yeah. Like, it does. Like, it's it's mind blowing. They were too extremely <laughs> religious yeah. to live in like fucking 1600s Europe, which yeah, yeah, was yeah, crazy 1600s. fucking religious. So yes. <laughs> oh, also to confirm, the Buffy uh, teacher was a praying mantis. Mm, like like physically transformed into oh, yes that's disgusting awesome. yeah. <laughs> i know i need Super to watch oh, but actually, i really should watch buffy i'm sure i would love it <laughs> now i'm thinking back to this like soap opera that there was here that was called uh it was like about the math teacher at, at the high school so it was called like francisco the math <laughs> teacher or like the mathematician and it was like a really long-running series and they did a remake recently and there was a lot of like there was a teacher who got like a student pregnant. There was a lot of, of that kind of drama. Yeah. So obviously a soap is like way more dramatic than like a TV series, whatever, whatever that difference is. But yeah, that soap was intense. Apparently this also happened in Gossip Girl, which I guess I had stopped watching at that point. This is turning into a theme. <laughs> um, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Wait. Max Max Medina, the teacher, uh, being in a relationship. R- Rory's teacher being in a relationship with Lorelai. Was Lorelai oh, the sucker? Right. Lorelai's the mom. Oh oh oh. oh. <laughs> no, this was like I think it was one maybe once they had gone to college. It was like a professor and a student. Oh, was Paris? Was Paris? I can't remember Paris. Yeah, I think Paris had a relationship with a professor. Oh yeah, that actually that sounds familiar. Shameless, Veronica Mars, The O.C., Ray Donovan. It happens in every drama you can think of, which is so wild. I guess it'll be our homework for next episode to find like a TV show of a, of a teacher drinking. Yeah, I feel like maybe we'll find it like the teenage girls show up to a party and like everyone's already drinking and they drink and then oh my teacher's here but like I don't think we're gonna see like girls night wine and cheese <laughs> like I feel like it's it's also a very Riverdale kind of thing also oh, in, in yeah, Sabrina yeah. the remake they had like the okay so you know all this like I through the show I learned a lot of like devil related oh. mythology that I didn't know um, like there was this woman who was like before Eve, like the devil's wife or something, and her name is oh yeah. There's a there's a Turkish movie on Netflix that plays and off she, of that um, that mythology. And she, this woman, like actually exists, and she kills Sabrina's teacher and like impersonates her. So yeah, that's a pretty fucked up teacher. <laughs> Scary. Oh, Walter White. Let's not forget. <laughs> from Breaking Does he Bad. sleep with a student? No, he's just he's a teacher who becomes a drug lord. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's inappropriate. Yeah. Well, and he does do drugs with his former student, right? Or give supplies yeah. him drugs. I don't think he does them. I don't know. That show was too is, dark for me. Is uh Je- was Jesse his former student? Is that how that started? Yeah. I don't even- yeah, Jesse oh, was his former student. I don't even remember like how the relationship started. I watched the pilot like three times at various times because people kept trying to get me to watch the show and every time I was like nope <laughs> yeah it's pretty dark there was like a couple seasons in there that were really difficult mm-hmm. to get through and then it got exciting and well it was still dark but it was like at least thrilling but like the middle two seasons I think three and four were like there was just no light <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched the whole show but I did not like it at all 
yeah, I'm really concerned that the last two episodes of our show aren't going to be like that. Are just going to be really dark and depressing. No, no. There's at least going to be a revenge plot. At least we're going to get the the enjoyment of, of watching that. Yeah, I think I think no matter what happens, Borju and Douchebag are going to break up. All right, should we move on into our WTF section? Okay, so first thing is is, uh, the... Edda and Sinan have this whole long talk about how Sinan is in love with the Shik and needs to just like nut up and like say it to her. And then the first interaction they have is Sinan making fun of her for having a birthday party. Yes, <laughs> yes I have that too. Like, what the fuck? No, but first it's the so first rude. it's the umbrella. Oh, is that oh yeah, that's the birthday thing. Like, why yeah. do you have to celebrate another that's year? That's so like, self-centered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was wild. That's not really how you woo someone, Sinan. Oh, what the fuck leaving Borju in the lurch like this? Like, she's hosted you. She's given you wine and cheese. You've had fun. You're chatting. You're having a nice girls' night. We're leaving aside the fact that she's your teacher and it's very inappropriate. How could you just <laughs> ditch her? Like, that's not chill. Because what shit got, like, drunken courage from, you know, the, the philosophical chat they were having. So, obviously, it wasn't uh, nice but also wasn't a sober decision. <laughs> <laughs> I have what the fuck underwater kiss. <laughs> Ew, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally just imagining like trying to like swim down and like I don't know how they did yeah. that. Maybe it's all the like, green screen. I don't know, but that just seems so physically impossible. Mm-hmm. Just not what I would be thinking. Even if, no matter how attracted I was to the person underwater with me, I... Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't be, be your like, first go-to. Yeah, I'm like, excuse me, this can kill me. Let me get out of this. Let's swim to the surface first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, it means, as we've discussed numerous times, letting the phosphorus water into your mouth, which is just yes. horrifying. Yes. So much trash and dead sheep and other things. <laughs> I, I had a, I already mentioned my WTFs, but I had the, the whole drinking scene with teacher we've discussed at length. Um, the fingerprints on those wine glasses still giving That's me nightmares. That's a good what the fuck. <laughs> and then uh, what the fuck props people to continue our trope from uh, the protector. And then uh, I don't know what the fuck Nejdet for being just such a, I don't know a shitty person at all in all contexts like you're kissing this rich guy's ass and then you're like being like you're pretty much bullying the students you hate and then you're like taunting Bourjou that she's gonna leave and he's gonna have his way with the students he hates like you're an awful person <laughs> yeah I think my what the fuck is a well the whole eating disorder thing oh, and how it's yeah. like handled is yeah. pretty what the fuck yes Budak's toxic masculinity yes. is very what the fuck also yeah I, I think I, I for a second thought that Burju was gonna go with them to the adventure which would have been very a what sixth the fuck person on that <laughs> she should have they should have invited her they just left her there to contemplate her thoughts drunkly like obviously she's gonna do something stupid <laughs> also what the fuck to enjoy taking that business from literally like 
A, someone he fucked over. B, a yes. random guy. Yes. A random guy he fucked over. That is exactly uh, <laughs> exactly who it was. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Completely wild. And also, like, why does he need to lie to Borju about it all the time? Because he's going to spend their life savings. Oh, God. And get it back. Which is, like, another what the fuck, because, like, you know it's a bad idea because you're not telling her. Right. There's a reason she would try to shut you down. It's because it's stupid as hell. You're bad at this. Speaking <laughs> of uh, toxic masculinity, um, Burak also orders for them. Yeah. At the restaurant. Yeah. That was weird. Like, without asking her. Very weird. Another what the fuck I have is that Eda and Kerem have their, like, love talk while Sinan and Ashuk are presumably drowned underneath the boat. <laughs> like, they're literally underwater the whole time. Or we can look at it this way. This show operates in a universe with 48-hour days and people with gills. <laughs> Then suddenly a lot of this becomes You thought the praying the mantis fuck. was impressive, but in fact. Right. right. In fact, they're all fish people on this show. Yeah. Or just like because time is like twice as much as a normal oh, day, like you can last yeah. twice as much Ooh. underwater. Right. You take it's half like as time. many breaths per day. <laughs> it's like the time travel uh, nonsense we have the protector, but like just it's baked into their their day like it just makes no sense <laughs> time makes no sense just as a default <laughs> i just want to reiterate a shook missing her birthday what the fuck like it as as he said it yeah. looked really nice there was an yeah. actual tiered birthday cake which i've never gotten so yeah what the fuck yeah it was beautiful also like what birthday was she celebrating like 17 it looks do they do that every year for her? Because like that's not that really big of a milestone, in, or <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I assume they do it every year. It sounded like they do it every yeah. year. Yeah. Also, I wanted her like nerdy little friends to be there too, but it was just like relatives. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> weird. Like, why didn't they invite her like family friends or nerdy friends or whatever? Yeah. Her nice friends. Well, they invite you, Sammy. You were, you're the, you're the, you would have been in that clique if you were at Yeah, the 100% I would have been. And I wouldn't have been hanging out with those fucking losers. You would have been protecting <laughs> the ship. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, they should team up with Burak to ruin the misfits. Oh, my God. From a ship. Wow. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then my last what the fuck is stolen from Eski, which is Kerem's rowing abilities, because they are moving <laughs> so fast in that boat. They're going like 20 miles an hour. I think it was Sophia's. I don't think I said oh, Sophia, that. Sorry. I make that observation. Yeah, I, I said it in the recap. They were going so was... fast. Yeah. And also like one guy rowing. The whole boat idea is also what the fuck. Like, why would you want to yeah, do that? Yeah, don't go swimming when you're drunk, guys, or out into open water. Yeah, like how many tragic headlines have uh, <laughs> been tied to that? Is Please that just going to be the beginning of the next episode? They all drown in the middle of the phosphorus. And then and, it's just... and then she's like, I've never celebrated another birthday yes! because I've died that night. <laughs> that would make sense why she's never celebrated another birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we rescind everything we've said about that in this episode. Then we're, okay, they're all just ghosts. It's fine. Ghostly fish people. All right, who is our Sultan of Success this episode? <laughs> it's getting tough. These last two episodes have not been straightforward. 
my we could say Osman because his or Ali that was the name of the guy right who's was the cafeteria guy yeah yeah so could be Ali uh could be a cat I didn't personally yeah, the, see the cat, the, but I'm the cat sure it that's was there. Clearly, the 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 sultan of that school, at least, if not the sultan <laughs> of success. Or, I mean, I stand by my original uh, joke statement that uh, you know whoever planned that birthday party is a sultan of success in their own right because that was very tastefully done, <laughs> <laughs> albeit poorly attended by the poorly uh, person. Attended. <laughs> yeah. One key ingredient missing. Yes, the person. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, for me, you guys know that I love the kids, so it's always going to be one of them. I think Sinan could be the Sultan of Success. Let me make my case. First, he helped Eda, like, actually go and, like, pursue her dreams Uh or whatever, pursue Kerem. He also, even though he was terrible at first, was able to have a dreamy kiss with his love interest, Ishik. And they had that nice little lovelorn staring contest that Osman walked into and walked away from immediately. But it seems like he his life is looking up for once on this show. That's true. We may not get another chance to give Sinan Sultan of Success. That's definitely true. <laughs> how stuff seems to start the, the direction that we're going to see this go. So I'm I'm good with casting my vote for. Yeah, Sinan. I agree. I think we should throw him a bone before he dies. <laughs> wow congrats Sinan enjoy it buddy (laughs) so that wraps up our episode congratulations to Sinan for winning Sultan of Success we wish you many more although we all have our very very strong doubts that that's gonna happen we're gonna dedicate this episode to our one-eyed cat pirate may he live forever stealing lunches (laughs) from people at Pawasachi and can I dedicate this to Nedjet? He's winning against the students. Okay, yeah, but we don't want him to. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Our evil sultan of success is Nedjet. Our yes, our, yes. <laughs> He's just another incarnation of Faisal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is Faisal with a different hairdo. Um, yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Next time, we're going to be talking about the penultimate episode of Love 101, episode seven, where we are clearly anticipating that everything goes wrong, but maybe we're wrong and it'll be lovely and happy and everyone will be in love. Yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.